Hello, and welcome to Impact the Borough, a podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, the president and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll highlight what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. We'll also check in with our community partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across our community. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. Hi, I'm Nikita Green. Vice President of Leadership, Diversity, and Inclusion here at the Greensboro Chamber. One of the things I get to do is run the Leadership Greensboro program. I've been doing that for the last four years, and it's been an exciting experience. Um, if you don't know, Leadership Greensboro is a really unique three-part uh, leadership development program here at the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. It includes um, education, um, it includes content um, from the Center for Creative Leadership, and it's an overall immersive experience in the city of Greensboro. Our um, program days um, meet each month and they consist of um, experiences, lectures, panels, discussion groups, and a number of uh, hands-on experiences that teach our participants um, not only how to work together, but to do so to make our community a better place to live. So I'm joined today by the 2021 program chairs, Kelly York, Marcus Thomas, and Jasmine Beard. Uh, We have one other program chair, Garrett Bean as well, who's not able to be with us today. They are just wrapping up this exciting year, this really unique year, as they led the 2021 class. They are themselves the alum of the 2020 class that they consider the greatest of all time with Leadership Greensboro. So (laughs) I will let them tell you a little bit uh, more about that. But really quickly, if you guys wouldn't mind just introducing yourselves, tell us um, what you do and where you you work. Uh, Marcus, you wanna start? Absolutely. Uh, Greetings, everyone. My name is Marcus Thomas, and I serve as Dream Team Director uh, at Mount Zion Greensboro. I also do some uh, work with the Volunteer Center and the Triad as uh, their development specialist. And I'm just grateful to be here and and discuss uh, this wonderful uh, professional development program with with the rest of the crew. Thank you, Marcus, Kelly, and then Jasmine. Hello, I'm Kelly York. I am the Director of Resource Development with Smith Leonard. We are an accounting firm based in the triad with three offices. And really what I do as Director of Resource Development is I get to go out in the marketplace and help Smith Leonard tell their story. I do that through marketing, through recruiting and business development. And my favorite part of it, which is community relations. And so it's been really exciting to extend that into our partnership with Leadership Greensboro. Look forward to chatting more with y'all today. Greetings, everyone. I'm Jasmine Beard, Chief Strategy Consultant for Ajoy Consulting. And what we do is we help companies improve their productivity and enhance their customer experience through with a people-centric approach. And we do this with strategic planning and primarily project management services 
Um, I also like to consider myself a social entrepreneur, uh, given my deep investment in the community through various nonprofit boards. Awesome, thank you. So you can see that these uh, leaders who are with me today are quite impressive and quite involved in the community in a number of different ways. Um, you all have just finished or almost finished, I should say, um, what has been really two years for you of Leadership Greensboro. Um, initially, you were uh, participants um, immersed in the community through our program days. And for the last nine months, you've led the 2021 class as program chairs. Um, our program chairs um, not only lead the current class, they also lead their fellow alum in planning the program content for the year. So it's been a unique experience. You all finished your program year with a virtual graduation, though it didn't start that way, thanks to the pandemic. You've also led the 2021 class in a really unique hybrid experience um, in the past several months. Can you tell us, um, anyone, how has this year been for you as program chairs? I'll say for me, it's uh, it's been interesting um, because you know due to the pandemic, we didn't have the chance to really meet the uh, 2021 class in person and really connect with them like the program chairs for our year did with us. Uh, so uh, having been be more intentional with reaching out to them and just trying to get to know them. Um, but however, no fault of our own. It's just a new world that we're living in. And uh, so we, like everybody, and I hate to use this word because I feel like this word has been overused uh, during this pandemic, but we've had to pivot <laughs> and, uh, and figure out, you know, how to continue to stay connected uh, to everyone and continue to make sure that their experience uh, was just as enjoy enjoyable as ours was. I think piggybacking on what Marcus said too, one of my words has been being deliberate and really trying to think about how can we make those connections? And how can we create, create a world-class experience that allows them to still get the best out of LG? And you know, we really don't know anything else as program chairs. I mean, we, we only know the year we were presented and they only know the year they were presented as classmates for this year. And so what are those ways that we can be deliberate in making connections? And I think about on the first day, reaching out with someone because someone made a side joke that tied back to a Hamilton reference. And I made a connection with someone with that. And we chatted something Hamilton related probably every time throughout the class year and had coffee this morning with another classmate. And so just trying to do those things that, that br bring out personalities, that draw out connections and harder to do over the virtual space. But I'm excited when we have had those moments of getting together to see that I I think it's worked because it you can still see these groups forming and people coming alive and making connections, which has been really cool to watch. How about you, Jasmine? Um, for me, I think the year, um, I echo the sentiment of Marcus and Kelly, but I also think about the word glue. Um, you know, we serve as a liaison between them, the community, between you, um, and just between the, their cohorts themselves, you know, especially given the fact that it's so easy to be disconnected um, in a virtual world in Zoom. 
Um, we already, you know, there's already this phenomena of communication face to face with the, you know, the prominence of social media. So um, as a program chair, you know, we have to think of ways of how can we be that consistent glue when we feel like the class is getting Zoom fatigue or when we feel like, you know, the program days could, you know, to make sure that it's not repetitive of the same format and how do we bring them back in and keep them connected, keep them engaged. So I think the word that comes to mind for me this year is just being that glue to keep everything kind of held and stuck together um, and make sure pieces don't start falling apart because everybody is still, um, you know, this is everything is, is new um, every day. And now that things are starting to open back up, we're not going back to where it was before we're going into something new. And as things begin to pick up, we're still making sure that we're holding grace with everybody's new reality, but, um, you know, still in being the glue for our own lives and ourselves as program chairs. So that's um, kind of where my head is with uh, kind of reflecting upon being a program chair in this uh, cohort. Well, and I would say you guys have done an, an amazing job at doing that too. You've, you've definitely been the glue and certainly for me um, in particular, um, you've, you've definitely been very deliberate. Um, you have been very connected as well throughout and, um, and you've just had outstanding leadership. I couldn't think of um, four better people to have done this really uh, unique year with. So I appreciate that for sure. What have you, um, what have you learned? Because we've all stretched um, even more. Um, there's a natural part of it, I think, um, with being a program chair, making that shift. But um, as we've said, you've done it in a, in a new way um, this year. So what's been your biggest learning um, over the past two years in the Leadership Greensboro? What's been the biggest learning about yourself um, and, and especially as program chairs? I wanna start with you, Marcus. I'd say for me, it's just uh, learning that my creative capacity from a leadership standpoint, uh, I have the, definitely more room to grow in that area. Because um, one thing I definitely believe that the pandemic has taught all of us is that we've had to get creative in our ways of doing things. Uh, because um, doing things we've, the way we've done them in the past, it may not always transition to where we're going. And so just really trying to stay creative and in, in the ways that I lead and just in the way that I communicate um, and, and, and in the way that I structure things um, has definitely uh, been a lesson that I've learned over these last two years. Awesome, Kelly, you wanna to add to that? Sure, I think for me, it's not underestimating yourself and it's seeing in yourself what other people see in you. You know, I. I know in some ways that I'm an organized person, but yet I feel like I get called out for being that within this group. And it's not something I think about because it's something I just do. And I think for most leaders, what they're best at that stands out to other people is so inherent and second nature to them that you don't necessarily think you're special or that it's necessarily a strength. And so it's been fun for me to be able to see what some of my leadership capabilities are through other people's eyes. And honestly, when you called and told me that I was nominated to do this, I just, I, I didn't think I was going to be one of them and was pleasantly surprised. And um, I just, from that standpoint, I think it's really nice to be able to reflect a little bit 
on how other people see you and how you maybe can inspire or model behavior for others, just as you're then trying to flip that mirror around for them too and, and show them where their strengths lie that may feel like second nature and they may not even realize how special they are or where they bring such value to a group. You really hit on something there, I think, um, that is really just the value of connection. Um, it's, it's the importance of being a part of a community is that the community then is the mirror um, for you and, and you get to kind of see through other people's eyes some important things about yourself. Um, Jasmine, would you like to add to that? What, what have you learned about Jasmine? <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely echo uh, Kelly's sentiment, uh, Marcus as well, um, getting creative, you know, uh, definitely with time management for me, you know, having to uh, be even more creative with time management with Kelly, you know, not, you know, realizing and acknowledging how people view you and realizing that's reality, regardless of how uh, contagious the imposter syndrome can be. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I would also say boundary setting um, for me is it has been a big one. And then um, continuing to appreciate showing up as my whole self, you know, right, wrong, indifferent, positive, adversarial, what have you. Um, always remain maintaining that authenticity and showing up as the human that you are and realizing you can take off your cape and it's totally okay. Um, that's something that I felt like has, has stuck with me over the past two years. And I think that humanness has allowed me to forge even better and deeper bonds with some of my cohort from 2020, as well as uh, even some of the new ones from 2021. Um, and I would also say that, um, yeah, for I like I said, forging the bond, setting boundaries is a big thing because one, as you can imagine, you know, my our project extended beyond graduation. You know, the um, project that we were working on from the 2020 cohort, and I loved that. And then I started seeing that I was joining other things. Oh, I love this cause, and I want to help this and help that. And it's like, you know what? you've got to sit down and you've got to learn how to say no or not right now. So, um, you know, I think I got the, the savior bug from that project and had to learn like, you can't do everything. I mean, you can, but just not all at the same time. So that was probably a long winded answer, but. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Marcus can relate to that. Uh, it's okay to say no sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it is never it heard is, of that uh, word before. <laughs> <laughs> and see, if y'all knew me 10 years ago, you would have met the girl that couldn't say no either. That was a lot of deliberate work to get there. <laughs> so, that, so we know now that's a really important part of leadership development for sure is learning that to, to push that lever um, and, and take off the cape, as Jasmine said. So Jasmine, let's stick with you for a second. Um, as I mentioned, um, so Leadership Greensboro is a nine month program. And as a part of what we do, we meet monthly for themed program days. So Jasmine, tell us, um, how would you describe a program day to someone who hasn't been in Leadership Greensboro before? I would say, as you mentioned before, a day of immersion. Um, being a Greensboro native, born and raised, um, definitely, uh, like I said, a day of immersion, but also um, 
you know, different activities that are impactful and a day of, you know, intentional enlightenment. Um, and I say that because there were things that I, you know, all my life I've lived, this has been home-based, but there are still a lot of things that I learned in the process throughout the program days last year and even this year. And even though we have experienced some similar speakers from last year, not many repeat speakers, but the ones that we did each time I encountered them, I still learned something new. So, um, yeah, I, I would say, you know, each program day, um, I'm grateful that I participate because you learn even more about ways that you can get involved, ways to activate yourself, activate your life as an as a active or um, contributing citizen to your community and just to society as a whole. And I'll, you know, I'll say that one of my favorite things is to, when I'm talking to alum, is to hear from them what their favorite program day was or even their favorite experience um, on a program day. So I have to ask you guys, I'd love to hear from all of you. Uh, maybe Kelly, if you want to start, um, what was your favorite program day? Sure. Well, I love that the program days all have a theme. I think that really helps center you as you go into the day. And so my answer is different depending on whether you're asking me as a participant or a program chair. And I love the fact that we were able to go back and relive all that in a totally different way with new eyes, with the new class. But for me, my favorite day was when we did Camp Weaver. One of our first days, it was orientation, brand new, and we were trying to get to know everybody. But there were so many opportunities for networking and team building and you were out of your comfort zone and you're going across a rope course and holding on to people, which is so funny to think of in COVID times now, but you know, back, back in early uh, 2019, it was fine. And it was just something where, I mean, to Jasmine's point, you had to be vulnerable. You had to let your guard down. And so I think it allowed those connections to co come so much faster. And so for me, that was my favorite day. And if I close my eyes and think about our program year, that's probably the first memory that always comes to mind. As a program chair, particularly given all that's going on and has been going on in our world, I love this year's diversity and inclusion day. Mm -hmm. I thought it was fantastic. And just, we looked at it from a different lens, focusing on a concept called segregated by design. And I have used that in Sunday school groups and in an anti-racism book study. And I just, I think that lens just opened up so many eyes and brought so much new information. And yes, we were virtual, but I think it was so impactful. And the message that was brought forth really transcended whether you were virtual or not. And so for me, I think that's the day for this 2021 class that I think of the most. Awesome, thank you. What about you, Marcus? I say for me, my favorite was probably the uh, Center of Creative Leadership. That was my favorite uh, day um, back in 2020 uh, for many reasons. Uh, if you've never been there, you have to see their campus because it's beautiful. Uh, just the programs and information that they offered uh, to us was just exceptional. We had the greatest teachers uh, for the three days we were there. Um, and so for me, it was more so just learning about just leading for organizational impact, uh, being resilient uh, in, my, in my leadership skill, leadership skills, excuse me, and just trying to just really maximize my leadership potential. 
uh, those are the, the biggest things that I've got from my uh, my time over at TCL, and I just really just enjoyed those days. Uh, the food is phenomenal. Um, if you if you've never ate at CCL, they have the best uh, best cafeteria uh, in, in in the triad, in my personal opinion. Um, and and just just a wealth of knowledge, the book stories, get any, any book that you can partic- you know think of. Uh, in regards to leadership. So I really enjoy uh, those, our days over there. And I would just encourage anybody, if you've never been to the Center of Creative Leadership, if you can find a way to get over there, uh, definitely go check it out. You know, I feel you on the food, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think Marcus also liked his table mate too, right? I, I did have the greatest tables. Yeah. You know, the table mates, I, I, had the, I had the greatest ones out of, you know, out of the entire class. I loved the rest of our class, but we had the best table. <laughs> the leaders were born at that table, right? I tell you. That's right. Jasmine, what, what would you say? What was your favorite? Um, I would say I, it, it was a tough uh, decision between the Center for Creative, Lead- Creative Leadership and the um i think it was our nonprofit day if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. um, where we got to choose or hear about the different projects and so um i would say center for creative leadership under the um the fact that it allowed us to go even deeper with our cohort and the different leadership exercises that was really impactful for me and you get to learn about um you know, how they think and from this, from their standpoint and the industries and the, uh, you know, that in the environments that they work in. Um, but if I, I would say overall, I would choose the um, nonprofit day, um, probably because of the opportunity to really do some immediate hands-on work, you know, putting the knowledge, your experience um, into action real time and immediately. Um, and then having to have a result yielded from that work um, and time invested. So I know I chose two, I cheated, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll pick one to say nonprofit day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, I do, um, I do appreciate kind of the diversity of your perspectives on that as well. That's kind of the beauty of it is that, um, that you all get something a little different from, from the experience. Um, Marcus, you touched on um, a part of the Leadership Greensboro experience that has been just, you know, game changer for us. Um, One of the things that, uh, one of the components of the program that we've been very fortunate to add to Leadership Greensboro is our partnership with the Center for Creative Leadership. So that began with the 2017 class. And, um, and as a part of, of what they do in the program now, um, all of our classes are able to have a really immersive experience as well with the Center for Creative Leadership, learning um, foundations of leadership, assessing themselves and understanding themselves um, as an individual um, leader, and, and as well as understanding their relationship to the whole organization. Um, so it is, as Marcus said, a, a um, phenomenal experience. Can you, I know you've touched on this a bit, Marcus, can you tell us how have you seen that, um, what you've learned at the Center for Creative Leadership? How have you seen that carry into what you do um, at your job? Yeah, honestly, I've not only seen it carry into what I do in my job, but also at home as well. You know, when I went into the Center for Creative Leadership, 
I was really looking for them to really teach me, you know, basically just how to be a better leader, you know, in my workplace. But when I left there, I took I took uh, things away that allowed me to even be a better leader at home as a husband and as a father um, as well. So I've been able to use it, the information that they was given in every aspect of my life. But just really just, you know, understanding, you know, the importance of getting proper rest. Uh, that was one of the biggest things that I took from from CCL was just, you know, the importance of proper rest, eating right, exercising, meditating, and because how all those things really tie into your leadership capabilities. And um, just, you know, just being flexible in my leadership, you know, and just being able to hold people accountable um, as well. So those are some of the things uh, that I've definitely uh, been able to take uh, from there. And uh, it's just really just helped me out in every aspect of my life. And I've seen myself grow as a leader. I've seen myself uh, just stretch further um, as well um, as a leader. And I've just continuously to, you know, look back at the books that they gave us, the tools and, and everything. I still have my leadership Greensboro, I mean, excuse me, my CCL bag that they gave us with all the books and everything right here in my office. So uh, I have the, I have the ability to uh, to definitely reference back to, the notes that I took and just the, just the, uh, the, the manuals that they gave to us, uh, that's going to definitely help me for the years to come. That's fantastic to hear. And I, and I would have to echo to your earlier comment that, you know, if people have this opportunity to take advantage of the Center for Creative Leadership right here in our backyard in, in Greensboro, we should definitely do that. And you get to do that, you know, right here yeah. in the Greensboro. So that's right. Um, but thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Marcus. Um, Jasmine, you also brought up something that um, that is a key component of the program. You touched on um, on nonprofit day, where you also got to hear about the projects that were available to your class for the upcoming year. Um, so your class completed these action learning projects in small teams, and you were partnered with local nonprofit organizations. Your team had um, a particularly exciting project that has carried on beyond your class and you've been able to lead that effort with um, along with the nonprofit that you you were working with so can you tell us about this exciting project that your team worked on and and you are continuing to work on yes absolutely um so our project was or the, the the nonprofit was Greensboro Housing Coalition, and they help address um, the crises for affordable housing, facilitate relationships between the tenants and the landlords, as well as help with uh, severely needed home repairs, um, and advocate on the tenants uh, that reside in affordable housing, as well with um, with certain issues to that they navigate in Greensboro. Um, so our project was to help them learn, I guess, to help them be more efficient. It was very ambiguous. It seems like I, I, I gravitate towards those projects because you get the opportunity to really shape the vision. Um, but uh, it was very ambiguous in our scope. And throughout uh, working with my team, we did a lot of research and um, fact finding and collaborating with their leadership team. Um, after doing a Pareto analysis, we found that 80% of a lot of their issues are um, due to uh, lack of tenant education as well or in, in knowledge around the uh, what their responsibilities are as a tenant and then also um, not knowing that they do have the option and right to not sign a lease prior to um, repairs being done and unfortunately these underserved individuals um, 
are often pressured into signing a lease um, prematurely um, just because many of these landlords are aware that they don't have other options or they know that they don't they have a limited amount of time and, and if you've been judicially experienced or incarcerated that that option list is even shorter so um long story short uh we came we did the presentation to look at like a citywide campaign and some handbooks and different um uh, stationary or brochures to create to educate them and in different workshop games that they can play we even created like a, a deck of cards to uh, flash cards for them to use for education materials and a tenant uh, commandment handbooks and so um, we at the last 30 days right before graduation and before our project was due um, we were talking and I said well what about if we come up with an app and you know the team was a little skeptical and then there were two of us that were like yeah we should do this and i think aaron was like on the fence and she's like oh that sounds exciting but i don't know how we could pull that off so um we worked our magic and um within that time frame we were able to recruit two developers from gtcc with the help of campus greensboro and then we also were able to uh, recruit a student from uncg that spent some time with us and um, we worked together to get it done. Todd and Aaron helped with some graphics and things. And um, I was able to help kind of solidify the vision. And we were able to uh, convince and gain the buy-in of Josie Williams, that their new executive director, which was the tricky part because she was actually transitioning into the organization, well, into her role as the new executive uh, director. So we were praying that she would be on board with going in that direction. And she was, we were hoping that she'd say yes, but she's like, well, when and how soon? So uh, thankfully it worked out. We were able to get something, uh, a prototype done for graduation. And then um, one of the, buy, the conditions for buy-in from the developers, just as well as with myself to continue, it's like, we want to see this come to reality. Let's not stop here at a prototype. Let's make this a reality so that we can use this and provide the impact that it's intended to uh, to yield. So uh, uh, now almost a, a year, 12 months later, we're still uh, creeping right up on uh, launch. And so um, I'll be happy to share those details when they come about, but we did just uh, debut the video and the trailer at um, their affordable, um, not yeah, the affordable housing, the housing summit that they have every year, which is a national event. So um, the exciting part is, is that thanks to Leadership Greensboro, we have a innovative and um, pioneering um, product and, and service that we can provide to the affordable housing community that will also change the way that um, inspections can and will be done in the future. Uh, based on what Josie Williams said, that you know, no one else in the country and or no other affordable housing project um, entity is is doing anything like this right now. Yeah. So thank you for allowing us that opportunity. Oh, my gosh. Thank you and your team for um, for having this innovation, being willing to carry it out and 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 for you in particular to, you know, to be willing to stay on board here a, a year later to see this project all the way through. There's just so much collaboration um, that's going on even outside of Leadership Greensboro to make this happen. And I, but it all couldn't have happened without 
uh, vision and a willingness to lead. So just so, so, so impressed um, with what you all have done. And it's really in line with some of the, the big projects that Leadership Greensboro ha you know, has done in the past. You know, we've had a team that created the Teacher Supply Warehouse. We had a team that um, developed the concept and, uh, for the Greensboro Children's Museum. Uh, we had a team that that went out and, and looked at what other um, cities were doing and brought back um, an idea and um, and it led to the development of the Guilford Nonprofit Consortium. And so what your team is doing with housing will be such a lasting, it will have such a lasting impact on the community and not just as it relates to housing, it'll also impact health which will impact um, workforce development or impact education. So it's phenomenal. And, um, and it's exactly what Leadership Greensboro does. I'm, I'm super excited to see this, um, this legacy really continue through you. Um, so I think what we've talked about is a number of reasons why people would even want to be a part of Leadership Greensboro, but I'd love to find out from you, Kelly, you work at Smith Leonard. Um, and you work in resource development. Um, so I think it's perfect to ask you this question. Um, when employers are looking at resources um, and they're looking at you know, potential investments in their employees, what would you tell an employer who's weighing whether or not to invest in an employee specifically for um, Leadership Greensboro? Like how, how has it been valuable um, for, you know, for Smith Leonard has it been, you know, how have they seen that impact with employees? What would you, what would you tell an employer who's considering it? The first thing I would say is don't hesitate. Um, I think it's a wonderful program. I'm a huge proponent and I really look at it from a lot of different areas. Um, I enjoyed it myself participating for sure, but I think if you just look at from a recruiting perspective, keeping people at your companies, you have to do more than just deliver a nice job or comp appropriate compensation. You have to get them engaged and connected in the community. And so if you're looking at a return on an investment, it's not merely just whatever the cost of leadership Greensboro is. It's that exponential return of someone that cares, someone that's connected, someone that's you know, willing to invest in the community in a different way and thereby hopefully investing in the company with which they work and staying there and continuing to grow and wanting things to be better and wanting the schools to be better for their children and for their coworkers to hopefully recruit more people to come to the area. And so if you're just looking at it even from a recruiting perspective, I think it's so valuable. And then you look from what does that internal development look like and where could you go and find a program that would allow you to take advantage of all the Center for Creative Leadership has to offer and all that immersive knowledge. And then not to mention the networking, the team building. I know with our class, I know the class we've just had, there are business dealings that are going on. There are contacts that are being made there are new partnerships being forged. And so I think the possibilities are really endless. And the biggest piece for me with a lot of things is just you get out what you put in. And so to allow someone to really put their full selves in the program, they have to have an employer that's behind them 100%. That allows them the time to flex off and to be engaged and to come back and talk about what they've learned 
and to share it with others. I know particularly those of us that really got a lot out of the Center for Creative Leadership, we were hungry to come back and change the world the next day. And so you need to have a management team, a leadership team that, that hears it, that understands it. And that's something I think too, that's so cool about Leadership Greensboro is it creates this bond. Certainly you have it within your class, but I'm finding people that did Leadership Greensboro in the 90s, if they find out you're a current leadership participant or a Leadership Greensboro recent graduate, you're in the family. You know, you've come into the fold. And so just like you would leverage an alumni relationship to try to get a job or to maybe get a mentor situation or have a connection, I think Leadership Greensboro absolutely creates that same environment. And so, again, I, I circle back to don't hesitate because I just, I think really there could just be returns on investment that we don't even know exists yet. It's all about what somebody puts into it and the kind of impact they can make for both their their career and their community. Thank you, Kelly. I definitely, I mean, I certainly agree with you for sure. There is um, impact that we, um, you know, that, that that we don't even see, you know, there's so much that we see um, that comes from this experience, but even, you know, continues, that ball continues to roll down the hill. And so, yeah, it certainly gathers quite a bit more moss and we, we just, um, we don't know how much bigger it can be. I will say, I think the unique thing too, is that um, while you may, you know, uh, be connected to people who are, you know, in accounting, that are also in that industry. One of the cool things um, is that in Leadership Greensboro, there is a diversity of companies and industries represented. So that network um, extends beyond your own industry or even your own university from that particular program that you are in, that, that connection extends to so many different industries, which is really cool. So um, I wanted to find out from you all, um, all of you, why do you think someone, um, someone else should apply for Leadership Greensboro? Again, if they're on the fence and they're looking at, you know, what's the big deal about this Leadership Greensboro thing? What, why do you think someone, what would you tell someone who's considering applying to Leadership Greensboro? Let's start with you, Marcus. I'd say if anybody is, is really interested in investing in their growth professionally and personally in, their, in leadership and in, in leadership development, that this would be the perfect opportunity for them to apply for such a tremendous and exceptional program uh, to, as Kelly stated earlier, you know, where you can network. Um, and Kelly, you took the thought exactly, you know, out of my head because I was thinking earlier, I was like, you know, in college, I didn't have the opportunity to, you know, pledge with a fraternity. But now I feel like, you know, as a Leadership Greensboro graduate, like I have this network of individuals that, you know, we are family, you know, it's their instant connection when you find out, oh, you graduated from Leadership Greensboro. And so you guys can, you know, can connect with people in that um, aspect as well. But also for me, for someone who's not from Greensboro, um, out this program allowed me to learn more about just the historical value of this community, you know, whether it's from the civil rights era, you know, just the different universities uh, in, in Greensboro. So I was also able just to learn so much about the area, uh, because I definitely think it's important that, you know, if you're going to work in a community, you need to know as much as possible about that community that you're working in and how you can definitely uh, impact that community as well. So Leadership Greensboro was able to, you know, provide me with that information as well. So anybody that's on the fence, I would highly encourage you to definitely apply. 
because uh, I definitely believe that you know you you won't you you won't be sorry you know that you decided to go through this program. Awesome, um, Jasmine, you want to pick that up? Sure. Um, if they were considering, I mean, I would say why not? You know, it's almost like getting a. a a master's degree in community in a sense, um, because it covers so many facets. It covers leadership, it covers uh, self-development, it covers um, time management, which is a big thing. When I did my pre-MBA uh, or pre-master's interviews with people who had theirs already, it was time management was a big part of it. But then also just the different social aspects, the political or municipal community diversity, it covers the whole gamut. So it's like a real hands-on master's program, but just, you know, uh, based in the community. And, and to me, that's the realest and the best type of education that you can get is education that you can put into action in real time. Um, and of course, you know, again, activating your life's purpose. You know, um, I've been fortunate to be able to know what mine was prior to the program, but participating in Leadership Greensboro definitely enhanced that and was able to um, get, allow me more exposure to how I can further fine tune my strengths, but also further um, have a deeper connection with my purpose and yield better benefits for all. So um, that's what I would say I get out of it, but I got out of it and why a person should apply if you're looking to enhance your life and um, in various facets, why not? I love it. How about you, Kelly? At the end of the day, I come back just to the connections. And, you know, if you, you don't do it, life could look different a year from now, but I guarantee you, if you do do it, you're gonna have 40 plus new friends, new connections, people that are rooting for you in your personal life. And, you know, look at our class. We had weddings. We had people going through hardship. We had babies being born. And we bonded over all of that. And we were there on the sidelines when all that was going on. And still now, I think, you know, you're basically getting a whole group of people that are here to cheerlead your success, your leadership growth, and just to have resources to bounce things off of. And for me too, this year was such a safe place given all that had been going on in our world within this group to explore feelings, thoughts, questions, to grow as a person, to challenge, to, to be very vulnerable and say, I, I didn't know that was going on in our community or I didn't know that was a perspective. That's not something I've encountered. And so how much better are we to go forward when you're more well-rounded and when your eyes are opened and you can see through other people's eyes what this experience looks like. And so I just, it's a, it's a rich tapestry that you're gonna get in Leadership Greensboro. And so I, I think again, just go for it. Don't question, just do it. Get an a supportive employer and, and sign up. And if I could add one thing, I definitely want to definitely want to say with anything that you do in life, you're going to get out whatever you decide to put into it. And so if you put your all into this program, you're definitely going to get a lot out of it because I can definitely say for me personally, I've gained a whole lot just from going through this program. And so that's why, you know, I'll scream from the mountaintops just, you know, for anybody uh, to get involved with this program and just continue to seek for ways for you to grow 
as an individual and as a professional. Awesome. Well, you all heard it here first. I uh, <laughs> heard from three outstanding leaders um, why Leadership Greensboro is, is worth that leap. I will say that just listening to you all's reflections about um, the program, it kind of um, further underscores our theme for the 2021 class year, Better Together. You all perfectly reflect that, um, why it is so important to have community, why it is so important to have diverse community, and why it's important to, um, to collaborate and work together. Um, it has been an amazing experience working with you all this um, this program year. Getting to know you um, really over two years has been um, just incredible. I am definitely honored to call you program chairs and friends and, and to have you in our community. You three, and, and including Gary, you four, are probably some of the most connected people anyway, pretty rooted in our community. But um, to hear how and see how much you've done even since Leadership Greensboro is just, um, has been an amazing opportunity. So I thank you so much for being here to, um, to talk with us today and I, have no doubt that um, that anyone who's curious about Leadership Greensboro has learned a lot from you today. So thank you so much for joining us. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center, and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. You can find all of our episodes on YouTube thanks to our video sponsor, North State. Make sure to subscribe so you'll get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time. Thank you.